every time a preacher develops a sermon, there are always things that don't make the cut. Observations, connections that just wouldn't fit. There are always extra pieces of information. These are those extras. This is Sunday Morning Leftovers. Hey everybody, welcome to the uh, Sunday Morning Leftovers fun. Um, I'm not sure how long this is going to be. Every time I do anything like this, I say this is going to be a really short one and then it turns into 15 minutes pretty quick, but I'm going to try to keep it short. Um, so a couple of major things that I wanted to talk about today um, that just didn't fit into our time together yesterday um, in that 30 to 40 minute time frame that I try to keep all of the preaching. Um, one, one of those things is that we have this, um, uh, sometimes we have this tendency, and even me as I'm, as I'm preaching through Matthew, excuse me, I don't mention it a ton, but not from the pulpit anyway, but it should just be assumed that if we are, uh, if, if we're going to be, um, disciples who make disciples of Jesus, right? Then we should certainly make disciples the same way he did, right? Um, and uh, But I also think that sometimes we forget this applies directly to our children, okay? So um, now if you're not a parent, don't check out because uh, this involves you too, right? As we, as a family, every time we do a child dedication uh, uh, or something like that at our church, or every time a new family moves in and, and actually begins to connect and, and jump in and uh, uh, meet people and make friends, uh, part, of, part of our job as fellow believers is to keep one another accountable in lots of different ways. And one of those ways is um, child uh, rearing, right, and discipling our children, and um, and uh, I, I don't mean accountable in a, a kind of mean way or like uh, a harping on you for not doing this or that way, but uh, this this is something that is it, it's a major topic, and and we commit to one another, especially at joining uh, the church in in at a membership level, we commit to one another to help. Uh, parents raise children. So uh, I just say all of that to say that if you are not a parent, um, then that doesn't uh, give you kind of a, a pass on this because you still play a role, right? You're still an example. Becky, my sister, um, is uh, plays a huge role in uh, raising uh, Dallas and Wyatt. Um, and And it's for no other reason other than she's around them a lot. She's around them a ton. And so if Becky lived uh, a lifestyle that was just counter to everything gospel, right? Or she lived a lifestyle that was veering them in a different direction other than uh, a gospel-centered direction for their lives, other than a biblical direction for their lives, it would be a problem, right? So Becky, as a single uh, person, is in the lives of my two boys. And so she has responsibility to be an example to them as another adult in their lives that uh, runs to God, that uh, loves God, that loves his word, that cares about the things he cares about. So just an example. So this applies to everybody. That's what I'm saying. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 6 is another thing that we do uh, that I read 
uh, during any of our um, during any of our uh, child dedications, right? And at uh, Deuteronomy chapter six, beginning in verse four, says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way. And when you and he continues on, and basically he's saying all the time, you shall talk about them all the time, but." He specifically mentions that you should teach them diligently to your children. And this is obviously a context he's talking to Israel about the commands of God. Um, but this really uh, teaches us a lot because all throughout the history of Israel, um, you see uh, people, generation after generation after generation after generation will um, uh, follow God but not teach them diligently to their children, right? And then so the children run after Baal or some other uh, false god or uh, go, uh, quote, whoring after gods, uh, other gods, the Bible would say. Um, and then God uh, uh, bends them over and paddles them, and then they uh, come to know God again and come back to him. So it's just like this cycle, right? And, it, you know, I don't want to make the claim that it always has to do with bad parenting or with uh, parents dropping the ball when that happens, because that's just not true, right? Um, and uh, there are lots of examples of that, but, uh, but it is our responsibility as parents to teach the scriptures diligently to our children, right? And our children are first and foremost disciples being formed by us. Um, and so uh, I want to apply that directly to what we talked about um, yesterday th with the sermon and the text that we were in, because it does apply. It applies to every aspect. So um, our children, um, and of course, age appropriate is necessary, but our kids need to know that uh, persecution is a thing. Um uh, the kids, so like I, I didn't go into things as graphically as I could, those stories that I told the other day uh, or yesterday, but um, you could you could read um, story after story after story after story, and some of it is really gruesome. Uh, and so, you know, you're probably not going to pull your uh, six-year-old aside and be like, so this man's head was chopped off and blood went gushing out. I mean, right, like it's got to be age appropriate, right? But but we do have to, in, in every other way that we would train up a child in the way uh, that they should go, we have to also apply this idea of persecution for disciples uh, to that. So, uh, I went to uh, the Ligonier Conference not long ago, and uh, it was in um, March, end of March. And uh, so we, we went to that, and there was a quote from uh, one of the speakers during a interview slash Q&A moment. Uh, but he they, they were talking about sort of this next generation and some of the challenges and some of the good things and some of where we need to work. And, uh, and, and then they begin to talk about the kind of the way, the direction that America is going right now and how that affects things. And, um, and one of them asked a question that hasn't gone out of my mind. In fact, the other podcast that I'm involved in, uh, we, we actually tackled that, um, and it probably is coming this month or no, last month. Um, but, but, and it's the, it's this idea that, uh, the question that he asked was, are we 
training the next generation of Christian martyrs. And, you know, I don't, I don't know that I'm quite on that boat that, uh, um, that I, I believe that it's going to get so bad in this particular generation um, that, you know, our children are going to have some of the same stories as the martyrs in um, the, the books that we read or the articles that we read about. Um, however, uh, it could be. You know, we don't know the future. And the idea that, that we in America, we've been so protected um, from this kind of stuff that now we, we kind of think that if I get made fun of online or if someone is, you know, like persecution for us is a total joke to the rest of the world. Um, that so many other nations who are dealing with persecution that is really difficult um, would maybe even be offended by us calling some of the things that we consider persecution persecution. So, but I do want to make the point that like our, our children, right? Uh, it, it is as important for us to disciple them and, and give them the character of someone who would become a martyr. Uh, not because I believe completely that they're going to be, but because I do believe completely that I'm responsible to prepare them to be, right? I, that That is really important. In fact, the, 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 uh, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake and, and on and on in uh, Matthew chapter 5 verses 10 and 11. Um, that is Jesus uh, continuing to describe the character of a, characteristics of a disciple, right? If you want to be a citizen of, of the kingdom of God, uh, this is some of the characteristics. This is the character of one of those citizens, of people of God, the children of God, right? Um, and he lists all of these things, and he lists, blessed are you when you are persecuted. This is part of the character of a child of God, um, is someone who uh, not only, um, someone who is ready to be persecuted and isn't surprised if and when that happens, and someone who is ready to go all the way should that day come. It has happened in America, right? Not necessarily from a governmental standpoint uh, at this point in history, but, but certainly, um, you know, the, the shooting in Columbine where someone had a gun to someone's head and said, if you uh, kind of recant, right? I mean, that kind of stuff has happened here, but it's so... Uh, rare that um, that that we we can we we miss it a little bit right so um, train up your children in the way they should go that includes training them as if they could be a martyr and and train training them in into Christ as such that they would be proud and honored and and uh, just blessed to be a martyr um, Paul uh, Washer tells a story of his uh, son and conversation they had. And then uh, he, he, as he was speaking, he said there, there would be, so Paul Washer, for those of you who don't know, he's a, a missionary guy, right? So he oversees missionaries and is a missionary himself and just a really godly man, great preacher. Uh, but he says, he says that um, there, there would be, I, I'm going to get the quote wrong, but uh, basically he says there, there would be no greater honor for me as a father than for my son to give his life 
and his last breaths for the cause of Christ. And I think that's something that we miss sometimes as parents. We spend so much time trying to keep our kids safe, and rightfully so, right? That, that's not a bad thing. Um, but sometimes because of that mindset and this sort of mindset in America that, that because we're so protected, it's all we've ever known, it's all I've ever known, um, because of that, we can kind of lose sight of the, uh, there really is no greater honor in Christian history than being a martyr. Um, and so training up a child in the way they should go includes training them uh, to um, to understand how glorious and beautiful the gospel is and how weighty the gospel is and how great Jesus is so that if that moment should ever come, they would be glad to give their lives for the cause of Christ and then be in his presence directly after. That's a major thing. So another another thing that uh, was really short, I didn't talk about it um, on purpose, one, because it's a huge can of worms, and uh, it's not a can of worms that I could fit into 30 or 40 minutes. And two, because we're going to get there anyway, and I'll end up diving in at least a bit into that can of worms later in Matthew. But it's when um, Jesus says to them, okay, when they persecute you, and this is in uh, chapter 10, verse 23, when they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly, I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. So that's sort of an eschatological, an end times uh, verse, right? And it points to something that would have been a huge like sidebar for me to tackle yesterday. But we're going to get there, and I'm actually, I'm sure, going to be pointing back to this reference um, when we get there, specifically in Matthew chapter 24 during the Olivet Discourse, um, we're going to jump into that just a little bit and talk about a few of the different um, beliefs. And if we get there and for some reason there's um, not a ton of uh, questions answered or whatever, because at the end of the day, uh, preaching is not uh, supposed to be a collegiate um, uh, lecture, right? It's not a, a. It's not only teaching. It involves some teaching, but preaching is a different thing altogether. So, um, when when I do this, uh, the leftovers, when we get to Matthew chapter twenty four, we will certainly probably dive into that um, in a little bit more depth. But for now, I I I didn't skip over it, I guess, but I did at the same time because it just it wasn't it wouldn't. There's no way it would have fit into thirty or forty minutes. Um, so that there are um, lots of lots and lots of different views on the uh, last things, right? On the how the how time comes to an end, right? Eschatology is what that is called in the in the theology and academic world, um, and that's just the doctrine of last things. But we'll get there, okay? Um, but we can. Uh, we can certainly get distracted by that too if we're not careful. So uh, um, we'll, we'll get there. I didn't just skip a verse for no reason. I skipped it because we're going to talk about it later and reference this verse and because, um, uh, well, it just, it, there's no way it would have fit in with um, it, it. It's a sidebar uh, discussion that didn't lend itself to the persecution bit that this entire text is actually about. So, um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, we're going to jump in there at some point, and 
some of you um, might go, oh my gosh, I didn't know there were other views. And some of you might go, um, you're a heretic and I'm leaving and we'll see, right? So um, anyway, I hope that this has been uh, good for you and you've enjoyed our, um, our time here uh, with um, this Sunday morning leftovers thing. I hope that, that, uh, it's, that it's helpful anyway. Um, continue to watch if it is. And if it's not, I don't know, don't, right? So, all right, until next time, I will talk to you later. Thank you.